Devil's Productions presents The Great Deep. Welcome to episode number 49 of The Great Deep. My name is Ryan Calder, your host for the show, and this series runs parallel to the music of The Great Deep album and explores a bit deeper some of the issues and ideas in themes from the music. Well, this episode is a special one because I'm interviewing my dad, Rob. Some of you who follow my journey and my story will know that my dad is an ordained minister in the Presbyterian Church. And this year marks 44 years of ministry. And one of the songs in The Great Deep is called Dear God. And it's basically a lament. It's talking about the state of the world and life is not as it should be. And basically, God, why? And the song was in part inspired by a conversation that I had with my dad uh, some years ago. So I thought this would be a good opportunity to bring Dad into the show and ask him some questions. Questions that ministers and pastors sometimes have to deal with when they're counseling and talk to him about those things that keep us up at night, about the difficult things that we face. And so without further ado, let's get to that interview. Okay, so joining me on the Great Deep podcast is my dad. Rob Calder, hey. welcome, welcome. It's amazing that we, we, <laughs> we, we're connected over how many thousand kilometers away? It's more the hours that are the issue. It's not the, the kilometers, it's the time difference of uh, oh, me sitting here at night and you in the middle of uh, southeastern Cape Town. Well, yeah, and in the oh. mid-afternoon, missing, missing the soccer. <laughs> <laughs> I really appreciate your time, Dad. We are, um, as you know, uh, hinging most of these conversations around songs from the great deep, and one of them is called Dear God, uh, which I think was in part inspired by one of the conversations you and I had about the lost art of lament. And um, this wasn't one of the questions that I... um, Sent you in advance, but if you if you had to if you had to talk about what lament is, especially when it comes to God, what would be an accurate an accurate way to describe lamenting to God? I uh, actually it was sparked by, by some of the questions that you sent me, and I, and I I think that I would answer it by saying this, Ryan, that when we see the world uh, as we long for it to be and know it can be and know it's not. And we give expression to that. That's lament. That's great. That's great. I really like that. Okay, so I'm just going to fire away with these questions <laughs> and, uh, and we'll see where it goes, right? Okay. All right, so question number one. Along the theme of lament is an age-old one, and and that is if God 
is good and he is loving, then why do bad things happen to good people? <laughs> okay. Short answer and a long answer. How's that? Right. Short answer, I think humanity is essentially bad. Uh, and we're living with the consequences. And the fact that God hasn't just ultimately wiped us out and destroyed us is, is evidence to his mercy and his grace. And that, in turn, points us to the reality that God not only longs for his, his original purposes uh, to be restored, but he's at work in his world to bring that about. Okay? So that would be my short answer if you want it. So we can move on to the next question. Uh, <laughs> well, maybe, uh, we'll come, maybe we'll come back to the long answer because it might we might end up circulating there. So yeah, I, uh, I, I, I think so. Okay. <laughs> so so I, I would say, like in terms of that, you know, when when you're stuck in it, and you know, you think, man, I'm I'm doing everything right. Well, I think I'm doing everything right. I, you know, I'm. You know, going going through the checklist, and I, you know, I, and you sit there and you go, God, why is this happening to me? How how do you get how do you get to that that understanding? Like what you just described is nice and neat, but how do you yeah. how do you get there? If you know what I mean. I think that kind of throws us into the into the long answer because I think one of the things that that. Uh, I was just thinking about it. Uh, I mean, uh, you you sent me the questions, and I was kind of mulling over them. And and this thought came to my mind that as as human beings, um, we've knowingly or subtly adopted a lie, and that lie is that the world is essentially good, that human and humanity is essentially good, and so. Uh, it, it's it's not surprising that we we uh, draw that conclusion because we look all around us and and we see beauty. Uh, I mean, we look out of our, out of our, our our front door every evening, and and the, the spectacular sunsets that we're privileged to see here are just are just stunning. I mean, in every way, uh, just just amazing. Um, and and we see order in in creation. Uh, you look at a flower, just the intricate way that it's made up. So you you see order, and and um, also in our our own experiences, um, we we are loved. We we laugh. We we enjoy things. We celebrate, and and we then say, well, why can't life be like this all the time? So we we kind of extract from this thing that. It's it's all good, and 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 you've heard, um, you know, people say, in a sense, but but people are essentially good. You know, there are a couple of bad apples, and and that's not true. Um, and and uh, I I think that this is where we 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 live in this kind of uh, this tension, and I think. Also, part of, of our struggle in, in dealing with uh, with answers to questions like this is that we like to have things packaged and boxed and, and all sorted up. So, you know, this is the way it should be. This is the way God works. And, and he just doesn't fit into those, those categories. 
Um, and, and so in, in scripture, um, you, you live constantly um, with tensions. You know, um, on the one hand, there's, there's the, um, I'm going to call it the consequential actions. You obey the law, you do the stuff, you do everything right, and you will be blessed. Written, text, chapter, verse, got it down. Okay. And then there's another verse which says, but the rain falls on the just and the unjust, and the wicked prosper. And God, what in the hang is going on here? Because you said this, but the opposite is true. So you, scripture itself wrestles with this, this dichotomy, this, this tension. Um, and, and it's not only in, in this area, right the way through. So you, we're caught in this thing of saying we want things all squared away. Humanity is good. Bad things happen. How can God happen? That's not the way it operates. You've got to, you've got to have a wider picture. And, and, it's, and it's that wider picture that, uh, that we've got to, got to deal with. Um, and, and, and that, that comes down to the, you know, the, the little reality of Genesis 3, um, which says that things went wrong. Um, and we'll probably come back to that in, in one of the, the, the other answers. Um, but I think uh, um, I'm probably getting into the, the longer answer here. Um, if you look at, um, I think one of the, the prayers of Jesus that, that is most profound in scriptures in John 17, before he goes to the cross. Um, and his prayer is, Father, may they be one as you and I are one, as I am in you and you are in me, may they be one in us. And I, I think that therein is, is the, the kernel of God's creation, that he created us, male and female, in his image, in the image of relationship, to be connected with him, to, to operate in, in that kind of, of framework. Um, and, and in which he's at the center um, and, 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 and we're around him. Um, but what happens is humanity has, has opted for something different. He said, we want to be in control. I'm going to do it my way. It's my life. Um, you know, I'll do what I want, when I want, when I want it. And uh, it doesn't take too long before uh, that attitude um, then devolves into you butting heads with someone, um, butting heads with someone else, um, and then you've got a, a survival of the fittest uh, uh, inherent in the whole of creation, and that's just taking a uh, lickety split. But the minute that you've got that, bad things happen to good people, uh, and you say, well, why does God allow it? Well, because of his grace. He's, he's at work doing something else. And we're in an interface. So let's talk about that something else then. Okay, so if we go with that, so we'll leave the humanist um, argument, and uh, you know, which is you know that we all that we all good and like you know um, to be treasured and all that kind of thing. Because we because because yeah. you're saying we're not good. We're like there's there's a fundamental flaw in the in the logic there. So let's go with that, and we talk about you know, the bigger picture and, um, I mean, if you, if you go down the line of, um, 
saying God is doing something bigger, then then you ask yourself the question, okay, what what is that? So let's take a step back from me and my little world and let's look at you know everything else going on. And we look at and we look at the state of nations. Okay, so we've got wars going on up in the north and in the south. We've we've got like a a really um I don't know what the polite way to put it is interesting mix of government leaders and people in charge. Um now there's there's a scripture there. So we're looking big picture and we look at this and we go, okay, um Scripture says we've got to subject ourselves to those authorities and, and those things um, because God has put them in place. Now, how, how do you subject yourself to like corrupt government officials? I think, um, again, you're holding this tension uh, or this, this truth in tension. And I think um, you remember Alan Gray, um, the, the engineer years ago. I never forgot. He said, um, some things are only true when they're held in tension. And as a musician, you know that when your strings are not perfectly tensioned, they make a cacophony rather than a tune. So the tension is necessary to maintain the truth, but we want to resolve the the tension one way or the other. Now, um, here you've got, in the sense that God has put nations, uh, and and He is the one who orchestrates nations, um, and He's put the nations in place. That's one of the fundamental um, uh, understandings of Scripture. And again, this is a little aside. Uh, again, in our individualist world, we see it as what's happening to me, my, I, um, rather than, than the wider. And I, I don't know about you, I found myself just uh, recently again uh, in crowds of people looking at just the most mixed bunch of people um, coming at me and thinking, God, you love every single one of these people. With all their stories, with all their stuff, with all their baggage, and and at that point, my mind just goes into tailspin, um, and, and that's just in a tiny little segment in Cape Town as to what's going on in in, in the entire world. Um, but uh, the reality is, God deals with nations, but very often He raises people to lead nations. Uh, gives them, I think, grace to 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 forge patterns um, uh, in in that, and um, and so I think that um, again, if we take it out of the the macrocosm into the macrocosm and see history more of as, as a sweep, very often you see the way that certain things have played out. Um, I, I've I've been just. In, in my, my own devotions, reading through the book of Jeremiah. Um, and here you've got Jehoiakim, uh, Jehoiakim, the Lord warning Israel about what, what they're doing, um, and they don't listen. So he uses the Babylonians to come in and, and, and destroy them. Okay? 
it doesn't happen like in in the movies in 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 17 minutes of sheer action. It's spread over years, so we we lose the sense of time scale. Um, and and the prophet Jeremiah comes and says, "You're going to be wiped out. Don't bother to fight these guys." And the other guys are saying, "You're talking rubbish, Jeremiah." And this plays out over years, you know. And, and we get so frustrated because we are instant. Uh, we forget that. So all of that stuff's going on, um, and but God's at work in it, um, working in the individuals, seeing the faithfulness of his people, seeing what happens. So to come back to your question, within that, what happens in the individual um, is, uh, is important because when God sees the heart of an individual and those collective individuals stand and say, no, God, it makes a difference in the nation. And I think we've seen that uh, evidenced, in, certainly in my lifetime, um, in, in 1994, when South Africa was on the brink of going into, into civil war. Every world leader predicted that that would, would happen. Um, the CIA, all the, the COVID guys said, there's going to be a bloodbath like Rwanda. But God's people came together and interceded. And we had a miracle that happened. And, and South Africa is, a, is evidence of that miraculous intervention happening time and again. We shouldn't exist as a nation. We really shouldn't because we have we've botched it up in so many ways. But there's a there's a there's a graciousness that extends that that, that God does when people so you're called to obey the government, you do what's good. But when that government um, orders you to do something which is against the very law of God, so the government says go worship Baal, you say, I will not worship Baal, Daniel. You will do this, you will no, I will not do that. You will eat these foods. No, I will not eat these foods. So, again, Scripture gives evidence of the fact that you, you always answer to a higher power. And I was thinking that in, in military history, uh, it's, it's full. I mean, you're trained as a, as a soldier to obey without question. When, when the order is given you to jump, you ask how on the way up. Okay? But the law courts, after the battle, then come back and say, why did you do this? You should have known better. You should have defied. No, but I was given an order. That's not good enough. There was a, another, there's a, a greater order that's in place. And so you've got um, that evidenced in scripture. You've got an evidence like people like Bonhoeffer, who was a, a confirmed pacifist, um, but yet he joined the bomb plot to destroy Hitler. Um, and, and so you, you're caught all the time. Sometimes it's not a tidy world, it's not a messy world, and sometimes God calls you to do things um, that, that go against the government um, because you're giving to Caesar what belongs to Caesar, to God what belongs to God. Yeah, that's really, that's really interesting um, uh, how you frame it there, Dad. Um, another, another question then would be... Um, you know, so so you're answering to this higher power, right? Which you 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 want to stay in, in tune with. And what happens when that higher power, God, is seemingly silent? 
when you, you know what I mean? You're like, come on, I'm trying to do the right thing here, but like, why aren't you answering me? Like, why is that? We have invested in our home, as you know, uh, in the, the best Wi-Fi that we can afford. Um, it's, uh, it's, it's a fiber connection. Um, and uh, we can afford to pay for 25 millibits a second, uh, which is adequate for our needs. It, it works well. We're able to watch our Netflix. Uh, we're able to work and, and, and have these kind of conversations. Uh, Johnny Boy in his room is able to have his conversation. And, and that whole thing works really well. Uh, frustration very often is that in our living room, we have a little device, Android device called a Mi Box, which is supposed to connect wirelessly to the router, which is in mom's office, about uh, eight meters away, a couple of walls in between. And the continuing frustration um, is that very often we're wanting to watch a movie and all of a sudden you get those little circles appearing on the screen. So. Uh, I say, oh, darn it, the internet has dropped. Your brother, who sits with his cell phone glued to his right hand, because he's left-handed, of course, looks up and says, no, the internet hasn't dropped. I've got signal here. It's, it's, it's the mailbox that isn't connecting. Okay. So here's, here's the parallel. I think you're getting it. The Wi-Fi is connected. It, the signal's there. God's there. But within us, we're just not connecting. We've lost signal for whatever reason. Uh, we lack understanding. We, we are depressed. We're tired. We're going through. We, um, or, or we've simply just, whatever, we've, we've moved out of touch. And we're not picking up the signal of what God's saying. And so the heavens seem like concrete. Um, and I think um, over uh, over the years of, of my life, I've, there are times also in which um, sometimes I think God just allows us to go through signal uh, uh, seasons like that, in which you think, I don't think that He's He's there. I don't think He's hearing. I don't think what, what on earth am I doing this for? You know, I mean, questions like that. That, that um, and when you're having a bad day. Uh, I mean, it, it can only get worse. Uh, and you think, well, has God left the universe? Um, and you, you come to a place of, of just sometimes exasperation and tears. Um, but um, in, in a sense, like the, the writer in Ecclesiastes, um, you say, it's all meaningless, a whole lot of rubbish. Um, and then there's no place else to go. And you say, well, I don't know what the answer is, but the only thing I do know is I'm going to, I'm going to choose to trust you, even though I can't see any evidence of that. And there have been a number of instances in my life where I've been in that position um, and within sometimes hours, within sometimes days, the Lord has given me a picture of what's been happening in the so-called concrete heaven period. Um, and it's been like a like a speedboat going over a you know a lovely lake. There's just 
wake that's that's caused. Uh, if somebody phoning in and saying, you know that funeral that you did three weeks ago, I was blessed out of my socks, and I came away from it thinking, geez, well that was a that was a load of of, of concrete, you know. Um, and and four people have left the church, and and you you oh my goodness, where am I going with this? God, what are you doing? Um, and then come the testimonies. God is faithful. God is good. God. So I think I, I'm perhaps on, on the side of history of, of uh, looking back um, and learning that when I'm in the doldrums to say, um, you know, um, though the fig tree does not blossom, though there be no fruit in the vine, though the produce of the olives fail, yet will I rejoice in the Lord. I like that. I like that. So the the um, album, The Great Deep, comes from Psalm 36, uh, the album title. And uh, verse 6 says, um, your justice or your judgments, depending which version you read, are like the great deep. I think the message says um, oceanic. So when I was reading that, I thought to myself, um, if God is just and um, good and loving and all, and all the things we've been talking about, um, what does it mean about the state of the world? And I think you, you sort of touched on it a little bit, but if we if we look at the state of the world as it is, and we think of God's judgments like the great deep, uh, and we see a world that is in chaos. Like, what what does that mean? Like, what does that? Uh, what what are we what are we left to assume about God in, in in that instance? And what are we left to assume about any type of faith or religion or? I think um, yeah, I think the the great deep judgment has been has actually been issued um, and that is that life has or will come to an end and that and that's Genesis 3 um, because you have sinned because you have done what I have not told you to do from uh, what's the thing you know um, cursed is the ground because of you um, It'll produce thorns and thistles. You'll eat the fruit of plants. By the sweat of your brow, you'll eat. Um, and from dust you are, and from dust you will return. That's the great deep judgment in my mind. That was a, uh, just a lovely thought. Um, and, I mean, we can, we can make all sorts of jokes about this, like the little boy looking under his bed uh, and not knowing whether somebody was, was coming or going because of all the dust was there. Um, um, you know. Um, the fact is that, that sickness, death, decay are realities in life. Life will come to an end. And people can try and, and work against that. You can try and, what's the cryo freeze, um, the inevitability of this, and, and try and delay uh, death and aging. Um, or you can bury your head in the sand. Uh, you know, the, the, the famous graffiti, God is dead, Nietzsche, uh, and underneath it, Nietzsche is dead, God, um, or uh, Charlie Brown saying to Linus, 
don't take life too seriously. No one gets out alive anywhere. Um, <laughs> the reality is that um, life will come to an end. There is a mortality inherent in creation. Things die. Uh, they have their seasons. And I think it's at, exactly at that point that we turn things on its head and say therein is the good news. Because in his judgment, God has delivered the judgment. But um, in um, although we, we live in a, in a fallen, chaotic world, uh, which will fail, but because God is good and his mercy triumphs over judgment, if you take that in, in James uh, chapter 2, um, that you then have, have at the heart of this a good news because it's condemned, it's, it's written off, but I'm doing a new thing. So I will bring about a new creation. I love, um, I, I think you've heard me reference this before, uh, Dietrich Bonhoeffer, a tiny little book that he wrote called Creation and Fall, uh, where he likens the Garden of Eden um, to a circle at which God is at the center. And, and Bonhoeffer says, when you have the center defined, um, you define also the circumference. But remove the center um, and the, the circumference deteriorates into tangents. And, uh, you know, I was thinking about a, a, um, just a, a lesson on that. If you, you want a good example of that, just loosen the, the fast clamp um, uh, on your, the, fork, the front fork of your bike and go for a ride and see what happens. When the center is not clear, you, you're wobbling all over the place. Um, and that's what happens to it. The center is removed. God is removed out of that. The world's in chaos. Christ comes into the world to do what? To obey, to put the center back. As in Adam, all sin, so in Christ, all are made to life. As the one man, uh, through one man came death, through another came life. So Jesus obeys. And I think that that uh, when when he cries that that final cry on the cross, it is finished. It wasn't just that the pain of the day was over; it was that the work of obedience from his birth to to his death had been accomplished. The center had been put back. And and what I love out of, out of the, the the Bonhoeffer thing is that salvation comes through obedience to Christ, belief is not just intellectual assent that, that Jesus is Christ. I mean, even the demons believe that, and they tremble. The kind of belief that we're talking about is utter dependence. It's a place of saying, I can't live in this chaos. I can't cope with this chaos. I am chaotic. I need myself to be recentered. I need you, Jesus, to be in control. Come in and be Lord of my life. Now, when he becomes Lord, that's when salvation happens. And then what happens is that order has begun to, to be replaced. There's a peace that passes all understanding. And, and there's a, an order which begins to spring. And, and uh, just thinking about it, I, I love the fact that Paul captures that um, in, in Ephesians chapter 1, um, in which he says, I pray that you will, 
you will absolutely catch this because this is what God is about. He is establishing something that is far beyond anything that we could think or imagine, and it's done through the church with Christ as head. And that's what God is doing in this chaotic world. So he's judged it. Yes, it's there. Chaos all around us. Um, and to reference another another one of your songs, I'm right, you know, because he has me in his hands. And we look forward, uh, if you reference 1 Corinthians 15, I, I think Corinthians 15 is about end times. Forget Revelation. Um, because it's in that time when all things will be brought into, into subjection to Christ, when Jesus returns, that every knee will bow, every tongue will confess. When Jesus pulls all of that together, those who are obedient, that which is ordered brings in the new order, uh, and the final judgment happens, and there is a new heaven and a new one. And, and what Paul has a glimpse of there is he says, Jesus is going to pull all of this together. And when all of that's done and complete, he'll hand over the kingdom to the Father that God might be all in all. And I, I think that's that's the timeline that we're on. And to come back to your your, your original thing about lament, um, when we see that that's the finished product, that's what we're aiming for, and we're saying, oh, Lord, how long until that comes about? Um, the, the early believers used to pray that prayer, Maranatha. Um, and, and Maranatha is a confession, which means our Lord is coming. But the split part of that is a cry. Lord, come soon. Come soon. And I, I think as we move towards Christmas now, we're talking in our family tree about when to put up the family tree. It's a reminder that the season is here. We celebrate the fact that Christ has come, that he's put a he's 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 renailed the center in place. And that order is being spread out throughout the world. We we don't see it. We we live within this turmoil, we live in the chaos, we live with this discomfort. But fundamentally at the core, when the rubber hits the road, I know who holds the future. And because he lives. Life's worth the living. Well, thanks very much to Dad for joining me here on the podcast. If you have any ideas, please feel free to get in touch. If you've got any questions, uh, you can contact me via email, Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. All the links will be posted below in the show notes, or you can leave a comment. But that's it for this episode of the podcast. And as usual, don't forget to like and subscribe and share if you enjoyed it. Check out other episodes and join the discussion. And until next time, keep pondering the great deep. <laughs>